0: From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisberg, your host for the next hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. <laughs> We've got a big show ahead of us. We're going to find out that even very smart people can't predict the future. And this week's very important puzzler is comedian W. Kamal Bell. And now to kick things off, let's say hello to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, and our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hi, Sarah. Hello, everybody. To play our first round, please welcome to the stage our contestants, Juliet Green and Brad Timmers. Now we have two visitors to New York. Uh, Juliet, is, you're visiting us from Palo Alto, California. California. Excellent. Sunny California. Sunny California. You're here for a jazz convention? Yes, the Jazz Connect Conference that is going on at the Hilton this weekend. And is, it's because you are a jazz musician? I am a jazz singer. Jazz singer. Awesome. Uh, what's, what's one of your favorite standards, jazz standards to sing? Oh, my goodness. I like vocalies, So I like instrumental standards that some crazy person has put words to. Uh, like what? Uh, like Twisted. That's sort of the most famous Annie Ross, Joni
1: Mitchell kind of cool
2: my thing. My analyst told me. <laughs> that's how it starts. My analyst told me. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 right. Would you mind singing a line? I you feel right that? I was right out of my head, the way you described it. You said I'd be better dead than alive. Yeah, all right. Nice. <laughs> Now, Brad is visiting all the way from New Jersey. <laughs> but you are a big traveler.
2: Yes. Uh, this year I went to Uzbekistan.
0: Oh, yeah. How was that?
2: Actually, not as exotic as it sounds. Oh. It's somewhat normal over there. We shouldn't be scared of it. <laughs> it's, so,
0: it's somewhat, I, I think that should be given to their tourism board, that little. Uh, <laughs> it's somewhat normal over here. Visit Uzbekistan. This game is called Hi Ho Elemental Metals Away! Jonathan, you seem like the Lone Ranger type. Thanks. That is mysterious. Sure. <laughs> With a closet full of black masks and chaps.
2: That's right. <laughs> I actually
0: had to move them to the storage
2: space. Because I, <laughs> I understand.
0: There's so many. Yeah. What is this game about?
2: Uh, well, the Lone Ranger loved to make a dramatic exit by yelling, Hi-ho, Silver, away! Silver was the name of his horse, obviously. In this game, we have added lyrics to the William Tell overture also known as the Lone Ranger theme song, to describe metals other than silver found on the periodic table of elements.
0: That is so us. That's
2: (laughs) that's how we do. So you have to tell us which metals we're talking about. And when you answer, we would appreciate it if you would give us your best Lone Ranger impression and yell, Hi-ho, uranium, away! Everyone will think you seem very cool when you do that. I promise. So the winner of this game will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. It once was in paint and in gasoline, but the government thought it should intervene, but it still found in bullets and fishing weights and in crystal it scintillates.
0: Juliet. Hi-ho, lead. Away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lead is not a fast horse, I take it. No. (laughs)
3: In a soda can or in
2: some foil, this is what you'll see. Something that in England is pronounced a little differently. Juliet?
0: Hi-ho, aluminum, aluminum, away. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
2: It's the British Lone Ranger. (laughs) It's liquid at room temperature, but don't drink it, you'll go mad for sure. Juliet? Hi-ho, mercury, away. Hi-ho, mercury, away, that's right. It's in pots and pans and electric wires On domes, on statues, tall church spires If it's clean, it'll have a bright orange sheen But if not, then it will turn green Juliet?
0: Hi-ho, copper! Away! You got it You have a lot of glee in your voice, Juliet It's good
2: The Lone Ranger was a happy fellow <laughs> Thatcher was this type of lady Tony Stark's this kind of man
3: Add it to a butterfly or maiden And you'll have a band
2: Brad. Hi-ho, Iron Away. That's
3: right.
0: Yeah.
2: See that, Brad? Everybody's rooting for you all along. There's a coin named for this element with the face of the third president. Brad. Hi-ho, Nickel Away. Yes. You got it. All right, this is your last question. On a lifeguard's nose, it'll make a splash. It'll get rid of dandruff in a flash. It can smash diaper rash. Of course, we mean the oxide of the element whose symbol is the end. The end. end. Brad. Hi ho, zinc away. That's right.
4: (laughs) Puzzle guru Art Chung, who won that game?
0: Uh, In this round, the gold medal winner was Juliet. Congratulations, Juliet. We will see you again at our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show.
2: That's shorter than I remember.
0: <laughs> Let's say hello to Allison Rudolph and Akil... You are my two word nerds, which tells you what kind of game we are playing. (laughs) Allison, you work in publishing as a book editor. I do. Very cool. What is your
1: number one hobby? Um, So my favorite things in the world are books and spreadsheets. So I keep track of every book I've read um, in an Excel spreadsheet. It has the author, the editor, the agent, and also the um, Library of Congress cataloging and publication data. Um. I
0: love you. Can I just say that right now, that I love you? You can
1: find it on the copyright page. It's usually very funny. They have... Oryx and Crake, which is Ma- Margaret Atwood's sort of dystopian, futuristic novel categorized as a love triangle.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I like your sense of humor yeah, too. It's, it's I great. like your play. That's it's, awesome. it's, it's all,
1: it's all the Library of Congress. It's not me. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. And your contestant is Akil, who has one name. Akil, which is a cool name, don't get me wrong. Thank you. But you really do not have a last name. No. Like, not even on your passport, driver's license? No. That's not not
4: allowed.
2: (laughs) Oh, it is, it is. In India, it's allowed. (laughs) I I found out that when I came here, it would a lot of more problems. But, uh,
0: <laughs> and, and why is it exactly that you uh, don't have a last name? Uh,
2: the story that we've been told is uh, so my dad is a Muslim, my mom was a Hindu, uh, so when they got married they decided, let's not give our kids surnames uh, so that when they grow up uh, they can pick their own surname depending on what religion they pick. Oh. And then I chose not to believe in anything, so...
5: <laughs> it, it It followed logically that I had to not have a surname, so... <laughs>
0: Akil, there is no God. <laughs> I am totally happy with your choices. I think you've done everything right. Uh, everybody except my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so your wife didn't take a name because there was nothing to take. Yeah, they, yeah, they have to be a daughter.: so. it's,
2: it's hyphenated. She just <laughs>
0: lost her last name as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fun. This game is called Russian Dolls. As you know, Russian dolls nest inside of each other. And some words are like that as well. They contain one word nested inside of a different word. We'll give you a clue to a long word, and that clue will contain both of the shorter words. And it's your job to nest one word inside the other longer word. Don't worry, (laughs) puzzle or chung. Let's have an example.
4: If we said, mothers who want their sons to go into medicine might urge them to become these... The answer would be surgeons, which is the word urge, nested inside the word sons.
3: Okay.
0: Allison is rolling her eyes. (laughs) That's totally easy, you guys. (laughs) I'll emphasize which words we want you to nest, uh, but we're not going to tell you which word is the one on the inside and which one is on the outside. So ring in when you know the answer and feel free to talk it out. Akil is giving me eye contact that says yes. Allison is looking at the table and freaking out. Okay. An actor might try to play an aged character like King Lear in this kind of
1: play. Allison. Tragedy?
0: Exactly.
2: My uncle can't ride this contraption when the sidewalk is icy. A keel. Bicycle? Uh, close, but no cigar. Allison, do you have a guess?
1: Unicycle?
2: Unicycle is
0: right. And in that question, you had to put yourself in the place as the niece or nephew of a clown. (laughs) Spilling a tray full of food on your clean new vest would be a ridiculous this. Allison. Travesty. Yes, only bigger travesty is wearing a vest. You are correct. Yeah.
2: When the shower drain is all clear, I was emphasizing there, the water level tends to be this. Allison. Shallower? Shallower is right.
0: If you don't obey your personal trainer, but just sit on your tush all day, You might develop this condition. Obesity. Akil, that is correct. Isn't that kind of funny? I was noticing this, that there is no I in team, but there is a sit in obesity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A giant ape might try to climb this tall part of a castle. Akil. Rampart? Oh, no. It's a good guess. Allison, do you know what it is?
1: Oh, parapet? Parapet,
2: that's right, yeah. Nice pull, nice pull, Allison.
0: This is your final clue. It might awe you to know that this type of plant doesn't come from a seed. Crawler? Akil, no, that is not what we're looking for, I'm sorry. Allison, can you steal?
4: Should we re-emphasize the words again?
0: Aw. <laughs> and... Seed Oh, seaweed Seaweed, that is correct (laughs) Arch, these contestants did amazing Because that was a really difficult game But we will have a winner Even though Allison was freaked out, she is our winner Congratulations, Allison You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round Coming up, we'll see what our VIP W. Kamau Bell knows about comedians who've hosted their own TV talk shows. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Okay, so imagine this. It's summertime, and you call up a friend and say, hey, do you want to meet me for a drink at the bar and explain to me exactly what's going on with the economy? And they say, sure. And then imagine that that is an amazing night and a super fun conversation. Okay, now stop imagining. Stop imagining and just subscribe to the Planet Money Podcast. That's right, you can find the Planet Money Podcast on iTunes along with other fantastic NPR podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. So the next game is one of our favorites here on Ask Me Another. It's called Double Feature. And in this game, we're going to pitch you an idea for a new movie that combines two famous films. So to try their luck with our movie mashup game, please welcome our contestants, Sue Jordan and Anthony Liberato-Scholi. Anthony, how did I do with your name?
6: Uh, about 90%. Okay, you, go, you tell me. <laughs> Liberato-Scholi. If you want to be really Italian about it, Liberato Scioli.
2: Liberato Scioli. (laughs) There
6: you
0: go. If you want to be really, really Italian, you get Colton to say it.
2: I took Italian in college. Coltino.
0: Coltino. Oh, we're going to call
6: you that. Signora
2: Colton.
0: Uh, Are you first generation?
6: First generation born here. Both my parents are immigrants, yeah. My uh, my dad came over in 58, and uh, my mom a few years later in 61, they both came over on the boat and... uh, here I am. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I worked hard for you.
0: When you go home, is it just like an amazing food fest?
6: It is, and it's fattening, uh, but it's well worth it. Uh, My favorite part especially is every year uh, at the end of August, we make the annual supply of tomato sauce, and we make it all in my parents' backyard, all by scratch, and uh, best day of the year for me.
0: Fantastic. Sue, you love all things Russia?
1: I I do. You're a russia file. I, I am. It's a Russophile. Russophile. There we go. I'm learning yes. all kinds of words today. Uh, have you, you? Have you been there? I did go there in 2005. I uh, spent a semester there, traveled all over the place, and decided to get uh, really crazy and go to Siberia for spring break.
0: Sure. Why not? <laughs> That's a lot of fun. People go to Siberia for spring break. We
1: we do. Yeah. We do. And so, what was that like? <laughs> uh, well, we took the train there. Um, what we didn't realize is. Uh, Trains are, are numbered sort of express to local. Very low numbers are closer to express. Very high numbers are local. Um, we took train 875. So it took us like four days to get there. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you have a choice between one and 875,
0: right, that's going to be the slower one. Okay, well, this is going to be a fun game. Now, if you're ready, the catch in this game is that the two films we mash up share a word or syllable in common. Puzzle Guru Archung, how about an example?
4: So if we said Denzel Washington plays a fierce civil rights activist who overcomes incredible adversity and also the renegade mutant Magneto, that would be Malcolm X-Men, which is combining Malcolm X and X-Men.
0: They're both smiling, so let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So your job is to tell us the new title that is the combination of the two movies that inspired each pitch. Here we go. Kristen Wiig plays best friend to Robin Wright's Buttercup in the raunchiest wedding day fairy tale ever. It's inconceivable.
1: Sue. Uh, Bridesmaids. A Princess Bridesmaids. (laughs) Yeah, we'll yeah.
4: take that. It's the Princess Prize oh. maids. <laughs> we'll take that.
1: All right, you the key. Key. Oh, here you I'm, go. Say, I'm saying we took it.
0: Dustin Hoffman and Prince star in this heartbreaking yet funky tale of an autistic man and his brother.
1: Sue. Purple Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> With confidence, yes.
0: I think that is how the main character may have said the name of (laughs) them. In Ben Affleck's adaptation of a Maurice Sendak book, CIA agents rescue a young boy trapped on an island overrun by monsters by making a fake movie. Anthony.
6: Uh... yeah. where the wild things are go. Yes! Right? You started and then you just let go, didn't you? You just let it happen. I just pictured the, the animal from where the wild things are and I couldn't get the other one. And part. then you put a beard on him <laughs> exactly. and you're like, yeah, Ben Affleck. Exactly. <laughs> Running from the Iranians is wild.
0: It's all ghosts and petticoats in M. Night Shyamalan's creepy reboot of Jane Austen's first published novel, which will lead you to whisper, I see dead British
1: people. Sue? Six cents and sensibility. Exactly! Bruce Willis was married the whole time!
0: In this J.J. Abrams film, a 13-year-old m and wins a contest by rapping about the giant monster he and his friends found near a train wreck. Anthony. Super 8 Mile. Exactly. This is your last clue. It's meet-cute in space with Pixar's lovable trash-collecting robot and Spielberg's homesick extraterrestrial. Anthony. Wally T. Wally T. I'm crying just thinking about it. That is correct. Archung, Puzzle Guru, how did our contestants
4: do? We have a tie. Ooh. Here's your tiebreaker. Woody Allen's Oscar-winning comedy chronicles the unlikely romance between comedian Alvy Singer and deranged psychopath Michael Myers. Anthony. Annie Halloween.
0: That is correct. Nice. nice job, Anthony. You are the winner of this round, and you are moving on to our Ask Me One More Final round coming at the end of the show. Congratulations. Let's meet our next two contestants, Eric Brownell and Tim Rank. Both visiting us. Eric, you're visiting from Virginia?
4: Yes, just outside of D.C.
0: And you work at the Folger Shakespearean Library.
4: Yeah, the Folger Shakespeare Library.
0: And are you, are you truly a Shakespeare? Is that just a job, or are you really... I was not a Shakespeare person when I started. No. Okay. Do you have a favorite play? I like the Henry plays, actually. Yeah, the, oh. Henry the, the Henry IV, yeah, especially. Oh, really? the, all the Falstaff stuff is great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Kind of dark? Oh, well, no, uh, quite the opposite. Yeah, it's...
4: Uh, or, uh, g- I mean, it gets dark at the end, but... <laughs> they all get I kind suppose. of dark does, at does, the does, end. Does, It does not end well for Falstaff. Uh, but. <laughs> no,
1: it doesn't. <laughs> no
4: spoilers, please.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. And, Tim, you were visiting us from Minneapolis. That's true. Uh, now, we have something in common, kind of. You, I'm the youngest of six... But you are the youngest of nine.
4: That is also true.
0: Oh, my God. I can't. We, yeah, we need to talk. We have to. We'll, maybe we should go to therapy together. Um, are, were you a lot of competition in your family?
6: A lot of competition. Did
0: you guys, was it any trivia game? Was it a lot of gameplay? R-
6: really, every
4: game is pretty aggressive, pretty cutthroat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're ready for this, is what you're saying? I hope so. Okay. Well, this game is called Bad to the Future. And yes, this is a game for Jonathan Colton.
2: Indeed. Well, let's be honest. We all love to predict the future, but in reality, we're pretty bad at it. What we are good at, however, is laughing at stupid predictions people made in the past. <laughs> Take that, old, dumb, dead people. <laughs> so contestants, in this round, I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> I meant it, too. I don't care.
1: <laughs>
2: They're dead. What are they going to do? So contestants, in this round, I'm going to ask you questions about past predictions for the future that have proven to be very, very bad. Are you ready? Mm, yes. yes. Here we go. In 1927, H.M. Warner, one of the founders of Warner Brothers, wondered, who the hell wants to hear actors do what? Tim. Speak. That's right.
0: Die her five. Got to agree. Would have been better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a, as
2: a silent, silent film. film, yeah. <laughs> Almost anything would have made it better. Too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication was Western Union's initial take on what? Eric? The telegram. No, I'm sorry, not the telegram. Tim? The telegraph. No, not the telegram, not the telegraph. The telephone? Yes, but it's too late. You've both gotten it wrong. <laughs> telephone is correct. A famous quote by President Grover Cleveland Claims that sensible and responsible women Do not want to do what? Tim Wear pants (laughs) (laughs) That's right That was Grover Cleveland's No pants on women's (laughs) platform (laughs) That is incorrect Eric Uh, uh, Vote Vote is the answer we were looking for
0: And they certainly weren't going to vote For Grover Cleveland obviously (laughs) Or for pants, for that matter. Or for pants. pants. No thanks. Women to Grover Cleveland. No thanks. (laughs) As soon as I get on pants, I'm going to vote. You'll see.
6: (laughs) I was told if I didn't know the answer, just say pants. (laughs) It's a a good good strategy. (laughs) It's obviously worked
2: out well for you. John Lennon said the Beatles were bigger than Jesus, but what 90s English rock band said they were going to be bigger than God? Eric. Oasis? Oasis is right. Yeah. In a move that would make even CNN cringe, what infamous three-word headline appeared atop the front page of the Chicago Tribune on November 3rd, 1948?
6: Tim. Dewey defeats Truman.
2: Yes, and yet he did not. In 1900, Ladies Home Journal predicted that by the year 2000, there would be no more mosquitoes or flies. Cars would be cheaper than horses, and what language would be the world's most popular after English? Eric Latin Latin
4: <laughs> that would have been it's a, a very idea. bad
2: prediction for sure <laughs> Tim do you have an idea German not German no I'm sorry anybody know oh I wish it was no, Esperanto no
0: I know ladies home journal we're all making it into some like intellectual high minded global
2: uh, Russian I have no idea Russian why. just seemed like a good bet at the time I guess <laughs>
0: They were like, what if we only talked about vodka and hockey? What a dream world the future would be.
2: All right, this is your last clue. Steve Jobs once said that inventor Dean Kamen's Project Ginger was so groundbreaking, architects would redesign cities around it. When it was finally introduced in 2001, it was not a working hoverboard, but what other transportation device? Tim. Segway. The Segway.
4: Art, how'd they do? I predict we will see Tim later on in the show.
0: Congratulations, Tim. You'll be moving on to our final round.
2: Last week
3: I left a note on Laura's desk. It said, I love you, signed anonymous friend. Turns out she's smarter than I thought she was. She knows I wrote it now the whole class does too And I all alone
2: during couples skate When she skates
3: by with some guy on her arm But I know that I'll forget the pity in her face When I'm living in my solar dome on a platform in space Cause it's gonna be the future soon And I won't always be this way when the things that make me weak and strange get engineered away, it's gonna be the future soon. I've never seen it quite so clear. And when my heart is breaking, I can close my eyes, and it's already here.
0: Jonathan Colton, everybody. Guess what? What? Right now, we have our next contestant on the line. Hello, you're on Ask
1: Me Another. Hi, this is Jennifer Eubanks in Santa Barbara, California.
0: Well, hello, Jennifer Eubanks. Uh, Where exactly is your landline located that you are speaking on?
1: I am hiding away in my office at work. (laughs) And what is your job? I'm a web developer for a tech company.
0: Mm, Vague. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> Jennifer, are you a big Michael Jackson fan?
1: Um, I know quite a few of his older songs Not so much of the really recent stuff Before he uh, stopped making albums Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That is the nicest way to say that It's the greatest euphemism <laughs> I've ever heard yeah. Very diplomatic That's perfect Because this game is called Jacko All Trades And it's about Michael Jackson, sort of Turns out all of the answers in this game are also titles of Michael Jackson's songs, which includes duets and songs he co-wrote with other people. So our puzzle guru, Archang, right now is going to give you an example. So Jennifer, if we said, according to
4: experts, you can't make a scrambled egg without doing this first, the answer would be, beat it. Or,
0: beat it!
4: <laughs> nice job, Arne.
2: Yeah, it
0: beautiful, yeah. I've been practicing. It was like he was still making albums for a second there. (laughs) All right, ready to play? I am. Here we go. According to the AMC Network, Psycho, Fatal Attraction, and Marathon Man are some of the greatest movies in what film genre?
1: Hmm.
0: Thriller. Exactly. I remember back when zombies just wanted to dance. (laughs) It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Before Apple introduced the iPhone 5C in 2013, you could only get an iPhone in what two colors? Black and white. (laughs)
1: Exactly,
0: yeah. (laughs) I really wonder how that question will sound like a few years from now. People will be like, what? What's an iPhone? What's an iPhone?
1: It'll be like the landline. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're
0: like, oh my God, we have these landlines. They're super clear. Um, what slasher movie and its sequels Have grossed over 600 million worldwide Since the first installment in 1996 Is that Scream? It is Scream I Yeah,
1: exactly. I like, I didn't know that
0: that was the Michael Jackson song <laughs> Yeah, it's and Janet Jackson and the spaceship And they're both wearing, like, spiky sweaters They're yeah. playing,
4: like, space racquetball or something Space racquetball yeah. and, and running around They get really around. frustrated and they yell
0: about it Yeah, and then they just scream it a makes lot makes you want to yeah. scream All we're saying is you got it right <laughs> awesome sneaker maker Vans began adding this three word phrase to its labels in 1976 Joan Vans I do but I
1: haven't looked at them in a really long time apparently
2: (laughs) you're not allowed to look down (laughs) at them right now that's
1: cheating Uh, if only I'd known to wear that footwear today
0: Uh. (laughs) Uh. it was an early Michael Jackson album ooh a little hint from our puzzle guru. He must like you, Jennifer. Uh, I don't know that one no.: <laughs> All right. Off the wall is what we were looking for. <gasps> yeah, I know okay, fans were very edgy in 1976. All right, this is your last question. Every time Jonathan Colton looks into the reflective front of his medicine cabinet, what does he see? Be
1: careful. He says, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. That's right. That's right
0: smooth criminal would have also been accepted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jennifer, congratulations. Just because we love you so much, you're going to get an Ask Me Another prize. Do you want to go on a scavenger hunt and compete on Ask Me Another? Of course you do. So here's the thing. Just go out there and find a landline. And then you can be on our show. Send us an email to another at npr.org, and we'll be talking. Coming up, we're going to chat with our very important puzzler, comedian W. Kamal Bell, about political humor and what life is like after hosting... Your own talk show. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and please welcome our very important puzzler, comedian, whose show Totally Bias ended far too soon, W. Kamau Bell.
5: Thank you. Or it ended right on time, Uh depending on your perspective. Oh, thank you. I love that Brooklyn, uh, oh, reminds me of being in the Bay Area.
0: I want to uh, go back in time OK, to October 2010. Okay. OK, so there you are. You're performing your one-man show.: Yes. At uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is like a small black box theater yes. in New York, yes. And you finish your performance, and you head backstage yes. to sort of think it out.
5: Yeah, to do the thing you do after you finish performing, like, oh man, I'm amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm amazing. Post yourself. Really, I really did look some at things. yourself in the mirror and repeat. Well, it
5: went well, so I had that. Like, it was a good show, so was, I had that. I had that like post-show, like you know, thing, high, right? As opposed to the one like I should end everything. <laughs> you know?
0: But on this particular night, Chris Rock comes backstage. Yes. What was that like?
5: I've met other famous people, other famous, you know, you just sort of meet comedians who are famous, but he's so famous that it's like, almost like meeting Santa Claus, <laughs> but like the real Santa Claus. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were fake. I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry, Santa. All well, these uh, other Santa
0: Clauses are based on you.
5: Yeah, yeah no, right. it's like meeting the actual, yeah. the actual, like, it was like, oh, it's meeting Spider-Man, but the real Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was really, it was quite surreal. And what did he say to you? It all happened in a cloud for a little bit because it was like, okay, this guy, but he said, uh, he, the thing I remember saying is like, ah, you're pretty funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which I was like, okay, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty funny. And he said, where do you live? And I said, San Francisco. And he said, move. <laughs> <laughs> He's a New York guy, as many people know. And so he was like, there's nothing happening there. The industry got to be here, LA. Da, da, da. I was just talking to Seinfeld. And I was, he just went, he sort of he monologues. Right. Uh, yeah, like an evil villain. He monologues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in this case, he was monologuing about, advice.
5: Yeah, advice about uh, where I should, about why I should move about it. It was, the show was good. Uh, he's like, you're, you're pretty funny, and, you know, I only think, like, eight guys are funny, so take that for what it means. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. remember
0: that for the rest of my
5: life, as a yeah, matter yeah. of fact. No, no, I, I did, and as I'm t- proving right now.
0: And did you move from, Then that's when you decided, all right? No,
5: no, I didn't move. I have a, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard-headed, as they say. Yeah. Uh, no, my wife was quite pregnant at the time, and so I knew we were not moving anywhere anytime soon because, you know, we already had that deal in San Francisco for the baby.
0: Right, you didn't Uh, run home and say, Chris Rock told us to move, we're leaving. Yeah, no. (laughs) She wouldn't have taken that very well. (laughs) And that show that you were doing was called The W. Kamau Bell Curve, Ending Racism in About an Hour.
5: Yes. Where if you brought a friend of a different race, you got in two for one. (laughs) How many people... See, look, not even Martin Luther King Jr. did that, everybody. (laughs) Of course, he also didn't charge admission, so, you know.
0: So you made your name as a political comedian... I
5: guess, I, that label is sort of late to me. I, I, here's the weird thing about America. Uh, I was just a black guy with opinions. <laughs> and people call that political. I think that's a weird thing. I don't I mean I sort of just had thoughts about the world in which we lived in, but to label it political seems to me to really put it in a real sort of like tight Washington DC beltway politics. Oh, box. interesting.
0: But when you start when you started stand up politicized stand-up. I like politicized. politicized community. When you started stand up was your act in the similar vein?
5: No. Oh, what was it? Why was your
0: what was your was style horrible. like?
5: It was horrible. <laughs> I was bad for a really long time. Uh, some would say still. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd do it, yeah. uh, Do you remember some of the stuff you talked about? No, in the not at all. Of course I do. Yeah. I was, yeah, but what yeah, was yeah. it? Like cats, men versus women? What was it? I don't know. You just do those things. I don't know. You just sort of, it's, it's a, when you start in stand-up comedy, it's sort of, I think sometimes a little bit of a shotgun approach. Like you just sort of say, what about this? Totally. What about this? I feel like it's like having a garbage bag of things that you think are really valuable and you just pull them out and show them to the audience. And they go, nope. And you go, all right, what about, them me reach in here. <laughs> How about this one? Nope. And you just keep. And eventually, if you work long enough and have some level of talent, you keep pulling out stuff that people like, and you're like, okay, let me polish this one up, and let me get it all shiny, and
0: ah! So th- did you find that there was a, a moment where you shifted in your act, or was it more just a progression where you were like, all right, I really like talking about this kind of stuff, and I feel stronger about my opinion about this?
5: I mean, I, I, for me, I grew up in a household where we talked about issues, where I grew up with my mom mostly, and she's one of those black moms, like many of you have. <laughs> Like, those two people have. Yep. Uh, all right, One right there. Yep. Why don't the four of us meet afterwards? Uh, you're one of those black moms who talks about stuff. Like, I jokingly say that in my house, every month was Black History Month. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, we didn't wait till February. And uh, so we just talked, and so I just had that in the back of my head all the time. But I didn't come out as a comedian who was like, I got stuff to say.
0: So how did your show, Totally Bias, come about?
5: Um, you know after Chris Rock came back stage, he called me like two months later uh, which I wasn't expecting that was another like you know
0: Spider-Man's calling
5: me uh,
0: <laughs> was it unknown number by the it way it was unknown oh, okay. number
5: which is you know usually it's, it's weird for me unknown unknown numbers a lot are my dad which I don't know why he's got that kind of number <laughs> your dad's
0: very mysterious yeah
5: so I was like I answered it like hello and it was like uh, it's Chris Rock and it's that thing I really was like no it's not <laughs> haha dad I really didn't think it was him and then he started to do that thing where you could tell he was pacing, like, you don't wanna be the guy who doesn't think it's me when I'm calling him, trying to give him my- oh, it's Chris Ross. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he said, I wanna do a show with you unless you don't wanna do a show with me. And it was like, I'm sitting in San Francisco doing nothing. Uh, I mean, you know, waiting for my wife to pop out this baby. And yeah. uh, I think we should probably, I said, yeah. So, yeah. and over the course of about, I mean, it took, That was right before he went to Broadway and we had the baby or she had the baby and I got, you know, uh, get half baby credit. But that was so, for about a year we sort of went our separate, not a year, but several months we went our separate directions and then finally we came back together and did a pilot in Santa Monica. And uh, I could tell a much longer version of the story, but the show's been canceled so it seems like I should just bridge it.
0: How many episodes did you have?
5: I don't know. I got lost after a while. It started out once a week, and we yeah. did like about twenty-six episodes once a week. And then they took us to five days a week. And at that point, it was like being hit by a oh slow-moving train.
0: Yeah, the amount, the speed at which you're working is just yeah. Unbelievable. You just, I mean,
5: it just I, we did. Tw- I feel like we did twenty-six, and then we did one long one for several months. Uh, <laughs> just kept <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, just it just kept <laughs> going. And every now and again, they would ask me to change clothes. Uh, but yeah, it was so. I don't know. Ex- I mean, it was uh, it was. Somewhere around 50 or 60 or something. Yeah.
0: Now, when you also wrote a a roundup about your show, you end by saying, I can't wait to get my voice back. I'm quoting you. Many of you who watch Totally Biased have only seen a sliver of the real me. Hmm. It's very intriguing.
5: Yeah. So what exactly
0: are you pointing to there?
5: I mean, there's a, I had never worked in TV before, and it was, and I never, certainly it was like, I feel like it was like an internship that I got paid to do, and everybody got to see. So they got to see, like, the parts that didn't work, and the parts that did work, and, and when I was, like, clearly trying to catch up to the train, and clearly when I was hanging off the back of the train, and I, and there's a level of comfort that I have sitting here with you talking to real people in a real room, where I'm not worried about, uh, is this all going to fit on the tape, or da-da-da? Yeah, that, I got to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's all you, good luck. <laughs> Good luck cutting that up but I do, you have to worry about those things Like, you have to, as you're sitting there having the conversation or doing, or doing the bits or reading a teleprompter there's all these other things you have to worry about that when there was a point when I was on stage doing the bell curve or doing stand up that it just becomes about the experience in the room with the people and you don't have to and you can sort of be more personal and not represent a cause in the same way that I'm totally biased I felt like I don't know if anybody else is going to talk about this, so I want to make sure I at least represent it as well as I can. And sometimes that left little room for my, like, I don't know what's going on! You know, so, and that's basically where I live, is I don't know what's going on.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you know what's going on, actually, quite well. Uh, I enjoy talking to you, but we want to find out if you know what's going on now and then Ask Me Another Challenge.
5: What do you think of that? I'm totally down.
0: All right, big hand for our wonderful VIP, W. Kamal Bell. So, Kamau, you're going to be playing with a member of our audience. Please welcome Meredith Lorenzen. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you. Now, you, I hear you and your husband met on a trivia team. We met in college but didn't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. So, um, the trivia was kind of the standard nerd mating ritual, I think, where you, like, <laughs> pretend you don't like each other for six months and find out how much white snake video info you know, and like, then you get married. <laughs>
2: so. It's three easy steps.
0: So, all right, yeah. Okay, so Kamau, even though your first show didn't last as long as we'd like it to last, you have become part of a long line of comedians who have had their own limited-run television series. So in this game, we're going to see how well you know some of your fellow TV funny people like Ben Stiller, whose show was canceled after 13 episodes on MTV. I will try an example to Jonathan. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Uh, Can we talk? Once a week, Kathy Griffin, my daughter Melissa, and I get together with no makeup, no hair, and we look like the three witches from Macbeth. Too much? Am I wrong?
2: That's uh, Jonathan Winters.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Nailed it.
2: No, no, that's uh, Joan Joan Rivers. Right,
0: right. A bad, bad adaptation, but yes. So see, see how easy that was? <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs>
0: so you're going to see how many you can get right before the time runs out, and if you get stuck, you can pass. Okay. And if you get enough right, both of you will win an Ask Me Another Prize.
5: Ooh. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. What's the deal with this comedian? <laughs> oh, Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah! Okay. <laughs> Yellow Puddin' Pop. <laughs>
1: Bill Cosby
5: yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Hmm. Uh, she likes to dance. and she, <laughs> she's kind of like Rachel Maddow in a way. I'm <laughs> uh. uh, sorry. Uh, like they probably attend the same meeting.) Uh, <laughs> She likes to dance. She dances on TV a lot. Uh, she's totally, like, everybody likes her. Uh, she, she had a show, obviously. Uh, she often joked about being Lebanese, but that was just a joke. Oh, my, um... She, uh... Ellen? Huh?
6: Ellen?
0: Yes! Oh!
5: My clues were not good. Uh, how could you not know? Uh, this was the guy who my show was compared to, but clearly his show is better than mine because his is still on the air, and he's one of the titans of late-night political talk shows.
6: Conan? No. <laughs> it's not really
0: political, is it? That's a little embarrassing.
5: Well, that's no. okay. Uh, uh, he's, he's a very popular guy, and he had a show that was canceled. Uh, he's what? Uh, late-night... Can I say... I mean, can I say... Descri- I mean, I can describe the show, right? Yeah. It's, it's a parody of the news.
6: John, well, John Stewart.
5: Yes, yes, oh. yes, yes. This is a clue.
6: Oh, <oly noise> oh Arsenio Hall? Yeah! Olar-
5: <Spanish> you might be a redneck. Jeff Foxworth. Yeah, let's get through all these. Uh, pass. Uh, he has a really long last name that people like to not be able to pronounce. And he, uh, pass, we'll do this one. Uh, he produced a show that was canceled that I starred in. Chris Rock. Yeah. Oh, a good one. Oh, last one, last one. Uh, this is, uh, uh, he, he has a very successful show. His last name is, our in, initials. His uh, last name. Oh, Louis C.K. Yeah, there we go. There you Yay. go. Okay.
0: Come out, you and Meredith are both going to receive an official Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Yes! Congratulations Let's hear it for our VIP W. Kamel Bell Now we're going to crown This week's grand champion Let's bring back From Hi-Ho Elemental Medals Away Juliet Green From Double Feature Anthony Sholi. From Bad to the Feature Tim Rank And from Russian Dolls Allison Rudolph Our puzzle guru, our Chung, is going to take us out. This final round is called AM-PM,
4: and the premise is simple. Every answer is going to be a two-word phrase or proper noun that has either the initials AM or PM. For instance, the classic arcade video game character that makes the sound waka-waka-waka would be Pac-Man. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give me an answer. The last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. Remember, every answer will have the initials AM or PM. Juliet, before voicemail, this device recorded messages left on your telephone. Answering machine. That's right. Anthony, in the United Kingdom, Winston Churchill, Tony Blair, and David Cameron have all held this government position. Prime Minister. Yes, Prime Minister. Tim, it's the Latin term for the college you graduated from. Alma mater. Alma mater's right. Thank you. Allison. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and what, all in a row?
1: Something maids.
4: Need an answer, you don't have it?
1: Pretty maids. Pretty maids, you got
4: it. Nice pull. Juliet, this Fox TV show starring Calista Flockhart won the Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series in 1999. Ally McBeal. That's right. Anthony, this dessert consists of raspberry sauce, vanilla ice cream, combined with a fuzzy fruit.
3: Three seconds.
4: uh, Pie mistake. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Pie mistake is surprisingly not correct. Could you step aside? Let's see if Tim knows the answer. Tim, this dessert consists of raspberry sauce, vanilla ice cream, combined with a fuzzy fruit.
6: Parfait something
4: i don't Part know something no i'm sorry allison
1: i can't do better than pie mistake <laughs> <laughs> i yeah okay
4: no let's see if juliet if you know the answer you are a grand winner peach melba
0: that's correct oh! well done juliet you're asking me another big winner So lucky you, you'll receive our brand new, fresh off the press, Ask Me Another T-shirt featuring some of our favorite anagrams. Plus, our puzzle guru, Archung, is going to personally anagram your name, suitable for framing in your home or office. Archung, what is her anagram?
4: Juliet, your anagram is Leering Jute.
0: Leering Jute, that is so beautiful. Congratulations, Juliet! And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant on our show, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is our Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolta cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Mark Halpin, Glenn McDonald, Jim Newman, J. Keith Van Stratton, and Greg Volk. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, John Asante, and Eleanor Kagan, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot
4: Heel Blues,
0: and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harriet Begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Next time on Ask Me Another, Jonathan Colton classes up the thong song.
2: I hope that you ring in quickly with the right answers, because I want to get this over with as fast as possible. (laughs) Won the Tour de France. France, France. Was performance enhanced, enhanced, enhanced. Steroids are wrong, the cyclist's name is.
0: I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Amazing. You're still here. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Okay, so imagine this. It's summertime and you call up a friend and say, hey, do you want to meet me for a drink at the bar and explain to me exactly what's going on with the economy? And they say, sure. And then imagine that that is an amazing night and a super fun conversation. Okay, now stop imagining. Stop imagining and just subscribe to the Planet Money Podcast. That's right. You can find the Planet Money Podcast on iTunes along with other fantastic NPR podcasts
3: the best things in-